It's Thursday, March 30th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. U.S. stock indices rose across the board Wednesday, aided by easing global banking concerns. The S&P 500 added 56 points, the Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 323 points, and the Nasdaq Composite rose 210 points. All of the S&P 500's 11 sectors finished in the green. After a string of bank collapses and mergers, lack of news might be good news for stocks. American traded shares of UBS Group AG rose 83 cents, or 4.3 percent, after the bank said Sergio Ermati would return as chief executive following its recent takeover of Credit Suisse. The lender's Swiss-listed shares also advanced. Wall Street is still assessing how the recent banking shakeup will affect the broader economy. The number of houses going under contract in the U.S. unexpectedly rose in February for a third consecutive month. In other news, Taiwan President Tsai Ing-wen arrived in New York on Wednesday for her first visit to the U.S. in more than three years, in the face of threats from Beijing that American politicians who engage with her could trigger unspecified retaliation. Her visit through Friday provides Ms. Tsai with a rare opportunity to command an international stage and promote the democratic island to its most prominent champion, the U.S. Ms. Tsai's presence in the U.S. is non-official, in line with U.S. policy toward China, and is technically considered a transit, according to U.S. officials. Several dozen people holding Taiwan and U.S. flags outside Ms. Tsai's Midtown Hotel on Wednesday afternoon were outnumbered by hundreds of Beijing supporters with Chinese flags who were kept to the other side of the street by police. Ms. Tsai's expected meeting with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy next week in Los Angeles is likely to prove the most consequential aspect of the Taiwanese president's two-part U.S. visit. In world news, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's plan to overhaul his country's justice system has stirred tensions with the U.S., with President Biden and congressional Democrats criticizing the proposal and Israeli lawmakers firing back that the legislation is an internal matter. Mr. Biden told reporters Tuesday that he was very concerned about a judicial overhaul in Israel that would grant the ruling coalition power to appoint more like-minded justices, allow the Israeli parliament to overrule the Supreme Court with a simple majority, and sharply circumscribe judicial review. Mr. Netanyahu halted the legislation Monday after strikes rocked the country and dissent over the law inside Israel's military escalated into a crisis. Mr. Biden cautioned Israeli leaders that, quote, they cannot continue down this road, end quote, and said Mr. Netanyahu would not be invited to the White House in the near term. The U.S. president's remarks sparked action in Jerusalem, where Mr. Netanyahu released a statement at 1.30 a.m. local time saying Israel would not make decisions based on pressures from abroad, including from the best of friends. Back in the U.S., President Biden on Wednesday offered an optimistic outlook on the health of democracy worldwide, declaring that leaders are turning the tide in stemming a years-long backslide of democratic institutions. Opening his second democracy summit, Biden looked to spotlight hopeful advancements over the past year despite Russia's war in neighboring Ukraine and U.S. tensions with China over its military and economic influence in the Indo-Pacific and beyond. The president cited signs of progress across the globe, from Angola's effort to create an independent judiciary, Croatia's move to boost government transparency, 
and the Dominican Republic's anti-corruption steps. And Pope Francis has been hospitalized for a respiratory infection that will require several days of therapy, the Vatican said on Wednesday. The Pope had complained of breathing difficulties over the past few days and on Wednesday afternoon was admitted to Rome's Gemelli Hospital for tests. The Vatican statement excluded a diagnosis of COVID-19 but did not provide more information about the Pope's infection. It said the condition would require several days of therapy. Pope Francis, who is 86 years old, had part of a lung removed when he was a young man as a result of a respiratory infection. On Wednesday morning, he appeared for his weekly public audience, reading his prepared remarks and greeting members of the crowd in his usual informal style. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.